Hello, it's Friday the 9th of June. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the podcast that reads the papers so you don't have to. In for Miranda Sawyer, I'm today's host, Andrew Harrison. We're here every Monday, Wednesday and Friday with a big pile of papers and terrible eye strain. Follow us on your favourite app so you don't miss an episode. Now, today's The Headlines. The Rishi and Joe Show. Sunak cements a world-beating relationship with the US. Or doesn't, depending on who you're reading. And he meets a chicken. Also, pulled by the old Bill. Milkshake star Killies and Bill Murray are getting it together, apparently. And horror in Annecy, France, as a knife man stabs four children in a playground. How will the papers handle it? Welcome to Paper Cuts. We've got a combination digital and print subscription, and we're going to use it. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts. Uh, with us today to put the thumbscrews on the fourth estate is writer, broadcaster, historian and screenwriter Alex von Tunzelman. Hi, Alex. Hello, good morning. And we also have acclaimed comedian and host of Finn versus the Internet on YouTube, Finn Taylor. Hi, Finn. Good morning. So the plaudits for our new show continue to roll in. A sparky up-to-the-minute riot, says The Guardian, so we better be nice to them today. And Neil Howey on Apple Podcasts says, best political and culture podcasters in the UK, five stars. So the five is in the post, Neil. Why not add your voice to the sound of the crowd? Head over to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and a rave review. It all helps bring the show to more people. So let's start with the headlines. It is a pretty grim day with most papers leaning on that horrific attack in Annecy. Alex, what have we got? So the Daily Mail does indeed lead on that attack, horror in the playground, um, with a large picture of the attacker. The bottom half of their front page, patients have no right to know if doctor is trans. So part of that moral panic. Um, The Sun has Brit Girl 3 knifed in park. Um, And the New York Times, of course, came up with a a different story that's been very big overnight. Trump is indicted over classified files. Yeah, the entire British press missed that by deadline. They must be absolutely fuming about it. Absolutely, by a matter of hours. Finn, what have we got? Other stories are uh, are available. The Guardian has a leads with the PM signing pact with Biden and a lovely sepia. Well, it's not lovely. It's bad, isn't it? The New York um, orange. These are terrifying dust. pictures. It looks, it makes uh, New York look like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, doesn't? The whole thing is bright orange. Uh, the Daily Telegraph goes with Kiev counteroffensive, and obviously Boris Johnson uh, might be spared a by election uh, because they've apparently they've started to report back on the privileges committee. Yep. And then the Star, God bless the Star, um, you're talking out of Uranus. The universe's favourite newspaper is ordered to provide a definitive evidence of flying saucers. The, I don't even I don't even know where. So to the begin. poor old star has been banging the drum for UFOs, and they've finally been ordered by a fact-checking organisation to provide some evidence, which enables them to run the world's oldest joke on the cover. Thank God for that. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I mean, the main story today, as we were just saying, is the the awful event in in Annecy. Um, Alex, how how do the papers approach this when it is essentially all the same story? Uh, it's very hard to get an individual take on it, and also it is just so grim. It's completely grim. I mean, obviously, just. A horrendous situation and what you can see on the front pages at least is the papers approaching it from different points most of them are trailing on uh, one of the victims being a British girl yeah uh, that's obviously the focus for the British papers which probably isn't very surprising I mean that's kind of what we tend to see um, I think the Guardian might be the one that hasn't done that yeah Yes, uh, The Guardian is the only paper that hasn't really highlighted uh, that the girl is British I mean it is in the story on the front page but not in the headline uh, which yeah. everyone else does lead on 
interesting. The mail goes into his background and describes him as a Syrian refugee whose marriage had collapsed and his uh, application for uh, asylum had been rejected. But something that kind of knocks a hole in the whole, uh, you know, here come the terrible, frightening refugees things is that the guy was a, the guy who's a Christian was heard to be shouting in the name of Jesus Christ during the attack. Um, and it's it's obviously we can't prejudge this. The guy's been arrested, but it doesn't seem to be a straightforward cookie cutter. Here's a, 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 a terrorist attack that you might expect, perhaps. Well, yes, I mean, some of the reporting was saying, you know, that there isn't a terrorist motive, but that seemed quite confusing to me on the basis that if you shout in the name of Jesus Christ, that's not a terrorist. But I yeah. guess if he had shouted in the name of Allah, we'd be saying he is a terrorist. So yeah. that seems like a pretty classic double standard. Um, but yes, I mean, it seems to be, I mean, certainly absolutely hideous case. I think, to be fair, looking at social media overnight as well, actually even... Papers like the Mail are playing it a lot safer yeah. than a lot of people on social media. Yeah. They are being quite careful not to prejudge it, which is quite right, of course, because although he was shot by police, my understanding is he is alive, so there is yeah. going to be a trial. So. Yeah, the press has actually behaved quite creditably today for, for, for a change. Let's move on to a story that we can all get behind and be cheered by the indictment of Donald Trump. Um, Alex, this is a big, big deal, and as we say, the papers will be absolutely furious to have missed it. But the New York Times has got it, and we are an international podcast what the what the, the New York Times gone with? Yes, so they have gone with you know, I mean, big big front page, um, huge picture of Trump. Sort of the way he's been shot is very interesting. He's sort of between, I'm guessing, two people's shoulders, which look like sort of big black bars in silhouette closing in on him. Um, and Trump is indicted over classified files. I mean, obviously, New York Times are going for fairly sort of straight headlines. But they've also led on uh, a potent issue in 2016 turns into a problem. Their coverage is immediately making the link, of course, that Trump very famously uh, went on and on about Hillary Clinton's emails, lock her up, all of this stuff that we might remember just before the 2016 election. And it's all of that same behaviour that is circling back to him now. Um, a complete case of projection, as usual. Yeah. I mean, um, what do we know about the indictments so far and how likely they are? Because, I mean, show a bit of light on magic here. We do have WhatsApp messaging before we record the show and you were saying there's a strong possibility of rest of your life in jail here. Uh, well, I mean, strong possibility. I, didn't, I mean, that would overstate it a little mm. bit. It's um, There is a possibility, mm. should we say. I wouldn't want to say strong. Um, there is, this is pretty serious. I mean, these. this is the first time a president has ever faced federal charges. These are federal criminal charges. That's very, very serious indeed. Um, we don't know that he's, what we know is that there are seven separate crimes that have been identified, but we don't know how many charges will come out with each of those crimes. And one of them does appear to be related to the Espionage Act, which is really serious. I mean, that's a yeah. huge deal. And of course, this is to do with all those classified papers hanging around at Mar-a-Lago being shown to Kid Rock and whatever else was going on um, at those times, to, or Kim Jong-un or whoever else yeah. he was slinging around. Um, and, uh, you know, and this seems to be very much related to that. So, I mean, somebody, you know, there's already sort of a sense rather was. Al Capone, of course, was caught by tax evasion, that Trump might well be done by the National Archives. It's really interesting as well to see the way the Republicans have been trying to spin it. Uh, I think Kevin McCarthy was saying that uh, they have to put an end to the administration targeting uh, its political enemies. The White House found out about this when it was announced on TV. 
This is that, you know, Joe Biden didn't press a big red button and say go. It, it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't at all. And I mean, actually, Biden's been pretty scrupulous, quite rightly, of course, about separating himself from these charges. Um, you know, the, there's been an investigation. Merrick Garland obviously has been in charge of that, who many of us have heard of because he was at the centre of a row over a declined Supreme Court seat and all of this stuff. But particularly these charges have not come via Merrick Garland. They've come from Jack Smith, who is the independent prosecutor who's been kind of leading this. So it's, um, yeah, it's very, very serious, very, very serious case. And all of these charges, you know, would potentially come with pretty lengthy prison time. Yeah. Finn, um, the New York Post uh, went with uh, it's a classic bit of both sides in it mm. yesterday. What, what's their headline? Hail to the thieves. And it's Trump and Biden. And it says Trump indicted for taking classified documents. And then Ukrainian bizman, I bribed Biden for $10 million. Uh, I don't. Is there, <laughs> but there is something about Biden. I mean, Trump sort of stole classified documents because he thought he could do anything. But I think Biden's just sort of ended up taking them because he's sort of, you know, got dementia or whatever. So he's just... Yeah, he, I mean, he's just sort of taken them by mistake, right? Is that what's happened? I think he, there's, he, there's something fishy about him the, as well. There was there? a very small number of documents, uh, which I think Biden's people actually reported themselves. We accidentally took this. Right. So the post there is kind of it's it's trying to fifty fifty something that's that's ninety nine one I think there, um, and also the the allegation from a businessman that he might have bribed um, Biden. Is, is that does that really well, it's balance not, out it's with not a, a businessman, Andrew? It's a bizman. Bizman. Yeah. Bizman. Oh, so it's like a rapper or perhaps a superhero. Could be. Could, Could be. be. While we're on Trump, uh, in a in an ironic moment of unplanned comedy, the uh, the Telegraph has above the masthead Eric Trump saying, "My father deserves to host the Open. Few men have promoted the game of golf more than him." So possibly. My dad deserves an open prison, perhaps. I'm not quite sure why Eric Trump saying anything deserves a banner on the top of a it's, newspaper. It's nice that golf is now fully just sort of uh, showing its true face and that you've got Trump or the Saudis. That's 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 it, yeah, isn't it? Basically. Uh, elsewhere on the front pages, God knows we need cheering up Finn, the sun, Khaleesi and Bill Here Murray. we go. Where's the sun? So the front page of The Sun is obviously you've got Brit Girl knifed in park and then above that, Bill Murray dates Khalees, which is sort of like the internet in a page. It's it sort of something horrific and then something mad on top of it. And obviously the headline they've gone for, um, my milkshake brings all the old boys to the yard. For, I would have preferred like my old man cheese clears the nursing home or you know, some, <laughs> something slightly more uh, I think that's a world class headline I actually think they wrote the headline first and retrofitted the story yeah it's not true at all they've just uh, they've just, they've just seen a photo together they're at Mighty Hoopla um, aren't they like met backstage and this is now a blossoming romance apparently uh, yeah apparently they're, they're together although Bill Murray just does stuff for shits and giggles doesn't he yeah. so who, who knows what's true but then also there's this weird thing at the moment of um, age gaps are very much in the news aren't they and I think there should, there's always like Pacino's having a kid age 83 with a 29 year old. And I think maybe it's time for the conversation. Are, are women creeps? I mean, why are they, <laughs> why are they always going for these old, if I was pictured sort of hanging out with Mary Berry, it would like, I wouldn't get the credit. Do you, I don't know. Do you know you what I mean? You've still got it fair. You know, you can make Mary, <laughs> no, it's not Mary my point. It's that, but Mary Berry wouldn't be judged for doing mm. that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's uh 
and all this this idea that women don't have any agency over the decisions they make. Yeah. I find it a bit weird, don't don't you? I really am quite disturbed by it. There always seems to be implications somehow behind this that women are never true grown ups who can make their own decisions. I mean, uh, according to the story, I mean, I have no idea. Bill Murray's in his seventies, Khalees is in her forties. You know, she's an adult woman. She knows mm. what she's doing. Uh, quite a powerful one, actually. And you know, Bill Murray's probably really attractive. Let's be honest, very charismatic well, man. You know what? He can make a woman laugh. Yeah, that's his, that's it's, uh, apparently I learned this from Roger Rabbit. Apparently. It's very, very important. Alex, do you think there might be a message of good cheer in this for um, son proprietor Rupert Murdoch, 92, and his, his search for love, which is not going well? No, it isn't, is it? I mean, you know, very dramatic breakup with Jerry Hall, which we got all the details of from Vanity Fair, that that was basically by text, mm. uh, seemed a bit cruel. And then he was going to marry this American evangelical woman, but appears to have got cold feet, that actually she was a bit... <laughs> On, on, <laughs> yeah. on that score. A bit of unusual opinions, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think he obviously sort of thought the better of that. Um, so who knows? I mean, he's a free agent. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of single ladies listening um, who, who might be up for it. I'm a... sure it's exactly what he wants to read in one of his flagship papers. The story that the British government hoped we'd all be talking about today was Rishi Sunak's meeting at last with Joe Biden and the endless quest for a US trade deal. Um, Alex, the I paper front page also has a handy uh, bullet point summary, so you almost don't need to read the paper. What have they got? Give us give us the summary on, <laughs> on Biden-Sunak. Well, uh, they've gone with the headline, Britain and the US uh, rewrite the special relationship. Telegraph have also mentioned the special relationship. As a historian, this drives me up the wall. The special relationship ended in 1956, for God's sake, with the Suez crisis. You know, stop pretending it's a thing, get over it. Um, but yes, we've got a useful sort of six-point summary on the independent front page. Uh, they announced Atlantic Declaration in the Oval Office, but hopes of Brexit free trade deal are dead, despite Boris Johnson's promises during the Leave campaign. I'm horrified to tell you that Boris Johnson may once again not entirely have told the I truth. I don't believe you. No. I know, I know. Um, but they sort of focus on what this has got a lot to do with is a kind of a, a partnership against kind of Russian and Chinese influence and very much also about kind of what's going to go on with AI and so on in the future. This Britain's been thrown a bone, which is to host this global summit on AI regulation. Um, and the Americans have sort of said, that's your job. You yes. Know, you guys. Can you can do, do the sandwiches. You can have a party. You can make the make the iced tea and, yeah. and, and that kind of thing. Finn, the picture on the front of the eye has a certain body language implications, doesn't it? With Sunak and Biden. What exactly can we see from this picture? Um, Sunak looks like he's helping Joe Biden onto a seat on a public bus. Yeah, it's going to, um, it's like it's sort of, leaning forward, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of very much kind of almost a papal thing, like he's going to kiss the ring, kind of. I mean, Biden just 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 looks dead, doesn't he? He just looks so old. Um, Sunak looks being swallowed by that chair. Um, but it's always the way, isn't it? It's always the way that the, uh, the, the Brit is kind of uh, preening over the president. Well, it's like it's Sunak is sort of leaning forward like the kind of dutiful new son-in-law. And by the way, who the hell is this guy anyway? Uh, so leaning right the way back. Also, apparently, uh, Biden called Sunak Mr. President and then had to correct himself. Didn't he call him Rashid Sunuk? Like I wouldn't doubt it. Two months ago or something. <laughs> well, it's, it's you know, it's kind of, um, I can kind of see Biden's point of view in the sense of like, who is this guy from this country that no longer really matters? And uh, he's turning up with a big broad grin and he seems to want to, he seems to be asking me if I'm cold and I need a blanket. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't, he looked like he needed a tartan blanket just over his knees, doesn't he? 
so the uh, the papers all seem to have uh, used this to reiterate their favourite position on everything. The Mirror has gone with US bats away Ricky, Rishi's pitch, and this is the picture of him at uh, the the Washington Nationals baseball pitch or whatever the hell they call it. The Sun's gone with Rishi recharges trade with US, a thing that actually didn't happen. And the Telegraph has gone with Sunak. Special relationship with US is as strong as ever. Well, I mean, that you can kind of read that two ways, can't you? Have, have the papers just used this as a way to reiterate their original positions on everything? Yes, I mean, pretty much. It's um, partly because what seems to be the case is that actually this is a bit of a mixed bag from a British point of view. There's no trade deal, but there is cooperation, you know, but on the other hand, this whole fantasy of it being some sort of special relationship is kind of nonsense. So there's actually kind of fair amount of leeway for papers to spin this to fit their agendas yeah. in that it is wins and losses, you know, quite evenly. What's yeah. the point of him going over if it's just a sort of, if there's not a thing? Well, like what are they actually announcing? They're just that they're still allies. I met the president, I think yeah. is what they're yeah. announcing. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty minimal. And, you know, then cooperation, which we sort of knew was going to happen anyway. But, I mean, there's there's a sort of pact that they say they've signed. They've very grandly called the Atlantic Declaration. Um, and I suppose what it is a little bit, I mean, I think there is a sort of genuine aspect to it, which is that really with Johnson and Truss, this relationship has got worse and worse. And actually, this there's sort of an attempt here to clear the decks and say... Sorry, I just a got really... a flashback to Theresa May's hand when Trump was holding it. Do you remember <laughs> that, that photo? That was so gross. That was Sorry. very strange. So yeah. yeah, so I mean, that has been, it's been not... Not the evenest time, yeah. I guess, in British American relations. So, I mean, I suppose what they're hoping to do here is clear the decks and say, okay, so look. Is it just a case of Sunak goes over with the clear message, we are no longer mental? Pretty much. And then yes. Biden responds, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then Sunak has his photo taken uh, with meets, what you meets Santa. Incorrectly identified as a giant chicken. Well, let's have a look at this because where's the mail? Bring, bring to me the mail because they've they've gone with the the photo op. Now I thought this was Rishi Sunak meeting a large chicken. Apparently, it isn't. What's no, going on? No, no, Andrew. Uh, factual correction: This is not a giant chicken. This is Screech. The mascot from the Washington Nationals baseball team, he's actually a bald eagle. Is he? Well, he's actually a person in a suit made he's, of fur. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not the tallest man in the world, but I, I'm, neither is Rishi Sunak. He is. He looks pretty tight. He looks like the, the the chicken stroke eagle is about to eat him. Yes, I mean, well, you know, yeah, he's not the biggest, and I mean, quite often people who play mascots tend to be quite small people or women, particularly mm. that fit in the costumes. So, uh, so yes, he's probably not huge. But yes, they've got a number of exciting mascots. The Washington Nationals. They also have um, obviously the patriotic bald eagle because they're a national the yes. national theme. They also have a lot of people dressed as American presidents who sometimes have a race around the ballpark <laughs> okay. um, with their giant president heads. What it's, like? Um, Point Break. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really quite similar. I'm David Baddiel. I'm a writer and a comedian and a Jew. I'm Saeed Avasi. I'm a businesswoman and a politician and a Muslim. Jews and Muslims always seem to be in the news or on the news. Lots of people talk about us and this is us talking about ourselves. The kind of things that people say don't touch, yeah. we are going to go there. I mean, I think Jews and Muslims are talking about these things, but I think they're not talking about them together because they're worried that if they do, sparks might fly. A Muslim and a Jew go there. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's delve a little bit deeper into the papers, where the real good stuff is. The features, the fashion, the think pieces and the strangeness. Um, Finn, mm. what's piqued your interest? Well, 
It's back to the star. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, I think, one of the contenders for headline of the day. Condom inflation, cost of sex crisis. Horny Brits are skint. Uh, Tell me about it. Um, So soaring condom prices have been blamed for a record number of people catching venereal disease. And um, one of the things, one of my bugbears is that tabloids don't know how to write about sex in a way that isn't a carry-on film. Yes. So they've said... um, the medics say the cost of living crisis has left romping Brits. <laughs> Whenever I've never once romped, I've never once frolicked. Can we stop being ruled by people who refer to sex as like figgy pudding or something gross <laughs> like that? Like Boris probably did. Mm. Um, but anyway, the story is that apparently, um, was it four pound for three condoms, um, which in the cost of living crisis people can't afford. Yes. Um, so now we've got a gonorrhea spike. I'm I'm interested that in the world in the uh, in the star lexicon, um, horny and Americanism has uh, replaced Randy, which Randy. was that we would expect for the true Randy bonking Brits. Randy you would expect Brits. to be the true kind of uh, voice. Um, uh, our our producer Jav said, "Why not headline it Johnny Cash?" Yeah, which would be, yeah, you know, so said, these people, you know, are they at the um, top of their game? And we also have uh, in the Telegraph fin. Um, Another fantastic bit of newspaper shoehorn. How can we turn something into it's about sex, really? Well, I'll just also say that um, I've not noticed the um, condom inflation because um, the extra large ones are still the same price. (laughs) Right, guys? Um, But no, the Telegraph goes to the launch of Apple's uh, headset thing, um, but leads with a sort of two-page article on how Basically, men are just going to use it to um, beat off. Um, uh, wanking is the mother of invention, or whatever that phrase is. Yeah, basically, uh, so Apple's launched this new VR headset, and apparently its, it's, its main use, they think, is going to be men watching porn uh, without people in the room knowing. Right, uh, and then how will that, people uh, in the room not know as they're sitting there with this gigantic plastic <laughs> bucket on their head? Yeah, sort of cross-legged. Cross-legged, you well, know, biting their knuckles. I don't really, I mean... It is an interesting article in that it kind of talks about how, like, um, porn is always the the first frontier in a new technology, as I found out uh, during a very, very confusing first delivery order. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's basically saying how they think this is the only way it's going to save it because the share price completely tanked when they unveiled it because it's not actually going to be out this year. It's only going to be in in the US market. Um, so and it's going to cost three and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, so it's mainly for businesses. So it's it's a sort of it's a, I don't know. Is it for like business morale? Is it the kind of working from home like business reset? You're now wank <laughs> from the office. Is that what we're doing? I don't I don't really know. But um, yeah, the the title is Blue Screen: The Dirty Secret, Shorter Drive Sales of Apple's New Goggles. That's the the Telegraph angle. What did you think of these goggles when you first saw them? Well, it's changed seeing Daft Punk live, hasn't it? It's going to be uh, slightly more difficult. <laughs> Alex, I believe you've got some stories. I haven't got any filth in them. Yep, not filthy. Um, you bring me on as a historian, so you're going to get a history story. Uh, we've got in the Telegraph, Mark Rylance, a uh, famous actor. Will the real William Shakespeare please stand up? This is the long-running, incredibly irritating Shakespeare truther situation. Right. So there's a controversy, which isn't really a controversy at all among scholars, about whether Shakespeare wrote his own plays um, based on snobbery I mean straightforwardly that you know could a middle class guy with a normal education from Birmingham have written the best poetry in history actually yes Jasper Carrot exactly 
Just a noddy holder. Exactly. I mean, so many examples we could come up with. Um, but yes, in fact, uh, he could. Shakespeare is Shakespeare. Everyone knows this. Pretty well-documented historical figure. Um, but Mark Rylance, former head of the Globe, and Derek Jacobi, you know, these Shakespearean actors, have very much both come out as Shakespeare truthers. They don't think that Shakespeare could have written his own plays. Too thick, too middle class, uh, the son of a glove maker, as Derek Jacobi has said, um, as, if, as if that would be completely impossible for one to then become what, um, Shakespeare. What's a middle class Elizabethan, like how, how are they middle class? Like what well, you glove maker rather than you know, but right. peasants we living up rather than living in a gutter and just chewing on a turnip. Pretty much, right. yeah. I mean, I it didn't mean, take much to get in the middle classes in those days. You just had to not have like not, facial not gout or whatever. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> right. yeah. Even then, you probably had some of that. Yeah. But yes, um, so there's this new book coming about out about Shakespeare controversies, which looks pretty dreadful. Uh, titled Shakespeare was a woman and other heresies. Um, and in a review of it, uh, a Shakespeare scholar basically had a bit of a swipe at Mark Rylance and Derek Jacobi for this point of view. Uh, they've kind of come back on that. So this has kind of relit this whole controversy. But we do hear in The Telegraph from uh, Sir Stanley Wells, veteran Shakespeare scholar, former trustee of The Globe, who says of Sir Mark Rylance and Sir Derek Jacobi, they're both bonkers. So this is Shakespeare. Shakespeare. There's mad Shakespeare going Big down. Big Shakespeare. Incredible. And I believe you have another one uh, continuing. It's a big week for ducks. It is a and big week. Talk, because we, we saw Apple replacing uh, the autocorrect so that you would no longer be sending people messages saying, just duck off, will you? Absolutely. And the now ducks. we have more duck news. Ducks have lost out. More duck news. Uh, we have in the Times, we have trio escape disaster after foul wind uh. blows inflatable duck out to sea. Um, this is a story which really you do sort of want to see the picture uh, of the inflatable duck. Uh, it's a sort of giant one. Sort of imagine I a would hope duck. so. Rather than going out to see one of those little ones from the bath would not be a good Back idea. To poor Rishi Sunak. No, uh, no, <laughs> that was not the case. No, it, it was a giant inflatable duck. Looks like a sort of bathtub duck, which was very, very big. Uh, it's named Quackers. Of course it is. Of course it is. What else would it be? Um, and basically round Westwood Ho in Devon, uh, there were people sort of... Um, sort of going around with this inflatable duck, but it, it blew all the way out to sea. Um, they tried to rescue it with a kayak, failure, but Quackers was eventually uh, sort of re recovered by the RNLI um, with the men on it making it back to land safely. So a happy ending for Quackers. Ducking brilliant. We're coming to the end of today's edition of Paper Cuts. So we're going to choose the finest, funniest and perhaps most bizarre examples of the headline writer's art. What are our headlines of the day then? Finn. Uh, so this is in the star. Um, and the, the story is about two pals who went for a pub meal in the nude who are deeply saddened by an <laughs> online backlash. Um, and the, the headline is Pub in the Nud, Naked Fury. <laughs> I'd, you know, I'd, can we accept this kind of thing? I don't know. I mean, there's this sort of uh, natural real ale and there's a bit too natural, isn't there? Um, Alex, what have you got? This is in the mirror. A drunk person was caught riding a lawnmower at full speed down a dual carriageway in the dark um, and had to be sort of apprehended. The police said, unsurprisingly, the rider was very drunk. Um, and the headline is, mower rider was half cut. Very good, very good. Well, mine, uh, the sun. Uh, has a story about an aged goldfish. Uh, a chap called Wayne Leach got his goldfish 12 years ago and the goldfish, Goldie, has now gone grey. And the sun's headline is Old Fish. Aww. It's tight, it's jawed, it fills yeah. one column. Very high quality. 
And that is the end of Papercuts Week 1. We hope you've enjoyed us mud wrestling in Fleet Street. It used to be an open sewer, you know. If you did enjoy the podcast, remember to follow us on your favourite app and on Twitter and Instagram at Papercuts Show. There are links in the show notes. We'll be spotting some more of the papers at their finest and their balmiest, and sometimes both at the same time. Thanks to today's guest, Finn Taylor. Pleasure. And Alex von Tunzelman. Thank you for having me. I've been Andrew Harrison. Miranda Sawyer will be back on Monday. You've been listening to Papercuts on the day when the time is revealed that climate change is increasing turbulence in the atmosphere and making flights bumpier. So take fewer flights. That'll sort it out. Very simple. Have a lovely weekend. We'll see you next week. <laughs>